The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. To the naughty, nice girls and boys, the Retro Network proudly presents to you a new holiday tradition. Starring your trio's tag team champions of the world. Sweet Maddie Gumdrop Treats. The last library. Kevin, I've been good this year. I don't want to go to Hellions. And the educator of Elfulence. Collectively known as the Gingerbread House Show. So it's time to unwrap the presents. Stock the stuffings, or stuff the stockings, whichever you want to do. And let's watch a holiday movie as we bring to you Santa with Muscle. Welcome everyone to a special edition, guys. This is the Gingerbread House Show, and it's me as always, Mr. Sweet Maddie Gumball Treats, <laughs> and I am joined by my trio's tag team partners. To my right, the educator of elfulence. It is none other than the educator. Educator, how are you doing today? Oh, baby. Merry Festivus to all. I don't know how in the world... Uh, my school district somehow made it to Christmas Eve, and we are not on full lockdown. It just seemed like every day it was a running joke, robocall for another positive case. Another next day, another robocall for a positive case. Somehow we powered through, and uh, we're supposedly expecting to come back at the beginning of the new year. So good times. Congratulations to you. Uh, I know it's been touch and go for, for some time, and... Uh, just all around, that's that's good news, especially on this Christmas Eve. Um, you know, uh, and we got to watch a great movie as well. So very excited, very excited. Um, movie, to my, yes, great. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to my right is none other than the Masked Library. Kevin, I was good this year. I don't need to go to Hellions. Kevin, how are you doing, buddy? I was, I was waiting to see what you were going to pull there. At least it wasn't a groin that I pulled. That's true, or a quad. You know, yeah. shout out to, uh, are you still blocked from Kevin Ash? Yeah. Yeah. I made a torn quad joke. So he blocked me. Uh, I made a Soma joke. So Missy Hyatt blocked me. Uh, Elias's new bodyguard blocked me a while ago. Yeah. It's, uh, geez. Everyone's getting blocks this year for, for Christmas. Great job, <laughs> Kevin. Great job. I asked Kevin. for Legos and I got blocks. Yeah. So no, we wanted to come here, um, you know, we had this idea because I had seen Santa with muscles before, but you guys haven't seen this, this really this holiday classic. And I think it delivered number one. Uh, but, but before we get into that, discussing this and really discussing Christmas movies, I, I think we, we got to talk about the elephant in the room here, educator. Yeah, we got, we got, I got a beef here. I mean, Kevin dropped a bombshell on us a couple nights ago. Um, you know, I sent him this thing about someone did a, a, a Christmas movie draft and, you know, you had five people then they each picked, I think five movies, so 25 movies total. And I thought the, the team that had, I think it was Christmas vacation. It's a wonderful life. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, um, love actually. And then a, a fifth movie, just a fantastic group of movies. I thought. And Kevin says, well, I only like two, two movies out of there. And I said, oh, you don't like It's a Wonderful Life? I mean, you have to like, obviously, Muppets Christmas Carol. I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, you can't go and, wrong with that. I mean, Christmas Vacation, yeah. everyone loves that movie, right? And what, what did Kevin say, educator? I don't like that Christmas movie. And I'm like, how do you not like National Lampoon? What is wrong with you? I'm not a fan of it. What? You don't like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? This could get us kicked off the retro network. Do yeah. you know who runs it? Do you understand? I, yeah. You're, we're on the line here because you just decided to drop that bombshell. What is wrong with you? 
every time Jason mentions it, I know it's his favorite. I've been on many podcasts with him, and I just try to not bring it up. I just try to avoid the conversation. And here we are. My cover is blown. On Christmas Eve. It's my gift to the Retro Network. You you have just ruined Christmas Eve for Jason. Now, why don't you like the movie? So it never crossed over into my viewing habits. I never sought it out on my own. And I never had anyone that was a huge fan of it that's like, oh, you got to sit down and watch this. I have certain ones I want to watch every year. I have certain ones my family watches every year. My wife has certain ones she wants to watch every year. I never dated anyone that was like really into it and wanted to watch it every Christmas. So it just never happened. For my for Retro Network and my different blogging and, and podcasting and stuff, there are certain things I'm like, you know, I've never watched that. I've never read that. I've never whatever. And a lot of things I try to catch up on. So Christmas Vacation was one of those. I'm like, I should really watch this. Everyone else has. I should really watch it. So two years ago, I think two years ago, I finally sat down and watched it. And I thought, that's it. That's what everyone loves. That's it. What do you mean? That's it. I felt nothing. My my biggest takeaway was, oh, that's why I hear those songs at Christmas time, because they're in this movie. I I find it very shocking that your brother Dave Hellions never like liked it. I figured Dave would have had you yeah. watching it every every year. That seems like a movie your brother would love. Right. Yeah. Uh, nothing. I didn't care for Chevy Chase in it. I didn't care for any of the family members. I didn't care for the hijinks. I didn't care for the the kidnapping. I didn't care. Just all right. That's it. This was a big movie. This was the number two movie when it came out only behind Back to Future 3. So what what is what is on your list of movies you have to watch then? If Christmas Vacation's not I mean Christmas Vacation for me, I watch it every year uh, multiple times. I said on Bracket Madness, I said Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. Those two movies, number 1, in my opinion, in 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 looking back on it, I thought, well, maybe there's these probably like a Disney movie or something like that. But those are probably two movies that might be the most watched movies in the history of the world, in my mm-hmm. opinion, yep. because one, the amount they're consumed during the you watch them every year. They're on mm-hmm. every year right. and people will watch them multiple times. Like, I, I feel like if you added up the amount of viewings now. I didn't factor in like Lion King for kids and like Aladdin, you know, factor that stuff. And that stuff probably when you have a kid that watches the same movie 20 times, you know, over and over again, um, or in your case, Kevin, like a YouTube video over and over again, um, that probably factors in. But Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story, I mean, those are two of the most watched movies ever. Yeah. And, and I'm, I didn't disagree with that point when you were saying on the episode, I completely agreed with that. I thought it was a good point. I think the only ones that you might have and uh, might be up there too. um, Wizard of Oz probably is up there. Star Wars is probably up there. You know, there's a handful of others, but I will put on Christmas story 24 hour marathon as -hmm. soon as I'm at my mom's for Christmas. And I could leave it on in the background the entire time. The only time it's turned off is when someone else, usually when my uncles enters the room and goes, this movie's still on and gets mad and wants to change over to something else. So what is your top three movies that you have to watch every year? Movies are specials because, I mean, Garfield and Charlie Brown are one and two. I have right. to watch those every year. All right. And then number three, of course, Santa with muscles now. Well, I mean, now. Yes, of course. Um, I love Muppet Christmas Carol, as we mentioned. I also love Muppet Family Christmas, which is Fozzie Bear goes to his mom's home, brings the entire Muppet gang along with him. And then the crew from Sesame Street shows up. The crew from Fraggle Rock shows up. There's a little Muppet Babies video and all. And it's just, it's literally every Muppet creation just hangs out for Christmas time. So I love that a lot. There's a Jim Henson one called The Christmas Toy, which is kind of uh, Toy Story-ish. The toys come to life when no one's around. Um, But a new toy shows up and the old toys get jealous long before Toy Story. There's a old um, Jack Benny sitcom episode from the 50s, I believe, where he's shopping for a gift and the clerk that's ringing him up and he's frustrating throughout the half hour is played by Mel Blanc, who did all of the Looney Tunes voices. Mm-hmm. So that that one's just entertaining as hell. I love that one. Um, Declan is obsessed with Home Alone this year. That's so we've watched my, that my eight-year-old as well. We've done both 
uh, the first one and the second one. I refuse to watch three with the new cast <laughs> okay. and the new kid. Three's not bad. Four's god awful. We have not I, watched five yet. I heard five's not bad. I heard five's not bad either. Four is horrible. One and two I think five is, has is what that? Malcolm McDonald in it. I I don't know. Um, three has Scarlett Johansson in it as a teenager, and four has um, what's his name? Uh, one of the guys that was an alien on Third Rock, French Stewart, maybe. So I, I was just shocked when you said you did not like. I uh, no, I have no desire to ever watch it again. But a point was made. My wife made a point. She's like, "You didn't watch it when you were younger, and you don't have anything tied to it. So you're watching it now. Could any movie have lived up to hearing people say how much they love it for the last twenty years that you're seeing with fresh eyes now? And I, when we first started dating, I had her watch Goonies, and she's like, "That's it." I was like, what do you mean that's it? That's Goonies. She's like, I, I'm watching it in my 30s. What do I care? What? I was like, you know, that's fair. This, this is this is your wife? Yeah. She, well, she's six years she younger enough. She doesn't adore the Goonies? She does not adore the Goonies. What were you thinking? Uh, number one, Kevin, with the humble brag of, well, she's six years younger than me. Uh, number two, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, number two is... What a toxic relationship you two have. You don't like you don't like vacation. She doesn't like Goonies. Like I know. God, it's it's like the whole Chris Rock thing is two meth heads could live together in harmony. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find a girlfriend my own age, but Santa hasn't brought it yet. What is wrong with you? <laughs> she doesn't listen. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh so number one, I mean it is Christmas Eve. I do want to apologize, number one, to Kevin's wife at least for that comment. Be the number one two, we listens. want to apologize. <laughs> we want to apologize to the boss, uh Jason. Jason, I'm sorry. sorry I, Jason. I did not know that uh that Kevin, you know, had this in him. I love uh vacation. The educator loves vacation. Yeah. Uh Jason, our bad. Uh, we'll be looking for a new third guy uh, pretty soon. So there it is. What's Crone Meltzer think of Christmas Vacation? I bet you Crone Meltzer loves Christmas I Vacation. Would bet he does. But guys, we're not here to talk about Christmas Vacation. Enough with that movie. We are here to talk about the holiday classic Santa with Muscles. Now, like I said, I had seen it before. You guys haven't. So let's just get right into it. Uh, did you guys like the movie? <laughs> was it what you thought it was going to be? Never had I had a hankering for no holds barred more in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess for me, I, I, what I struggle with, and I, I'll be honest, I have not watched uh, Mr. Nanny. I have not watched, uh, well, Suburban Commando. Was that another one of Hogan's flicks? Yep. Yep. With I have not. I have not watched any of... Other than a few episodes of Thunder in Paradise with some action sequences and stuff like that, um, the only thing I, of Hogan's work I have really seen is No Holds Barred. And I guess for me, the way I, the reason probably I mostly struggled with getting through this is because the character that he was playing wasn't a lot like the character I'm used to in the professional wrestling ring, uh, the action on TV, uh, the storylines, and so on. So. It was hard for me to take this seriously. Um, of course, it was never meant to be taken seriously, given the nature of the film itself. Um, it, oh, it was it was it was a struggle. The struggle was real. If if we take Santa with muscles as a traditional three act play breakdown, the first act I was like, "This is awful. This is terrible." And it, I made it. I, educator and I were texting. I think we both made it like 15, 16 minutes in, whatever the first commercial break on Tubi is. And I yeah. had to walk away. We had to shut her down. Yep, for like a day or two. And then I came back and I powered through the rest of it like a day or two later. And did you, yep. did you guys think it gets better as it goes? Well, second act was not bad. We start establishing everything. I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. This is kind of heartwarming. The kids are all right. And then third act goes completely off the rails or someone did a rail of cocaine. I'm not quite sure what. The third yeah. act is just like, what? And it's going on. And, and the swerve. swerve. At the end, oh, baby. It, it's literally like the three-act structure here came from three different movies and somehow combined. Like someone was carrying scripts and had it put them together, together and dropped right. them and tried to piece them all. Three, three different directors. Just Yeah, I, I honestly think there is a, a good movie in here, um, but 
I feel like they were just trying to um, shoehorn the whole Santa Claus thing in here. This would be a good movie if you take him out as Santa Claus and it was like a Halloween movie, in my opinion, with the the weird scientists and stuff trying to get the kids and then the caverns and stuff. Take away the Santa Claus stuff because it's it's just shoehorned in there. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so let's just go through the plot real quick. Uh, Hulk Hogan plays Blake Thorne. He's a conceited, self-made millionaire who sells bodybuilding supplements and equipment that always have his picture on them. Not tanned enough, of course. Not big Uh, enough, not tanned enough. Yeah, one day while recklessly playing paintball, he is targeted by the police. He is chased to a shopping mall where he hides by putting on a Santa costume. He slides down a garbage chute to escape the police and bangs his head, resulting in amnesia. Mistaken by Lenny as the mall Santa, Blake begins to think he's the real Santa Claus. Meanwhile, the evil scientist Ebner Frost tries to take over an orphanage to gain access to the magical crystals underneath it. It dispatches his henchmen to destroy it. However, Blake, after discovering that being Santa has made him a better person and that Frost wants to destroy the very same orphanage he grew up in, manages to rescue the children. Frost and his henchmen are arrested, but the orphanage is destroyed due to the overload of the crystals. So Blake opens his mansion as a new home for the orphans. You know, what's funny is spoiler at the end. That's not Blake's mansion. No, he takes over the mansion of the evil scientists. Right. And in the first act, he talks about how he has a big mansion all to himself. Right. Auto himself. You think that would have been foreshadowing, but no, it's not. He's like the 10th richest man in the area or whatever. And what they say? In the county? I was like, or, is that a yeah. list? Is that yeah. an actual list? I have no idea. It it's is crazy. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. All right. So this is a little interesting because we've never covered a movie before. We're so used to doing, you know, we kind of have our groove when it comes to wrestling. We know the educator comes down with notes. Kevin sprinkles his little bit here, and I kind of keep the show going. But I don't know what to do because, educator, you took no notes. I just powered through it, and hopefully it's all up top in here, baby. <laughs> Well, I mean, talking about upsetting people at the Retro Network, I did reach out to Adam there from Wizards and Sequel Quest because of his experience covering movies. And then I decided I, I like him and I like his shows, you know, other hijinks aside here. I can't force another person th- to sit through this movie. <laughs> Knowing Adam, he probably has this on LaserDisc. He, you know, that's <laughs> fair. I got a stack of VHS <laughs> you know, for Adam over here. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I, I'm i going to say, you know, uh, Sequel Quest, they obviously will do a much better job of breaking down the movie no, than we will. No doubt. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but but let's go through it because I have some notes here, too. Kevin, you have six pages of notes. <laughs> six pages of notes. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, uh, educator, why don't you go first? You read your notes. <laughs> Pass. Okay, so educators done. Let me read you <laughs> just my notes. And this is how my st- stream of consciousness went. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cue the music. Oh, uh, oh, big oh, Hawk oh. Hogan with hair guy right here. Never stop to smell the roses. <laughs> Make a note, Chaz. Paintball police chase is wild. The scientists! Exclamation point. He can't drag Hogan... But then three minutes later, he carry him over his shoulder. Oh, just fireman carries like it was no problem. Once they're in the mall, is this where the first Nitro took place? Was this shot in the Mall of America? <laughs> Catacombs, there's a vault. Why? Uh, he's thrown off the roof by an animated Santa Claus. <laughs> is Beefcake playing Asian in this movie? <laughs> I love it. Why do the cops have a bazooka? Did Russo write the end? What a twist. Ebner and Blake are friends. I genuinely genuinely laughed once during this movie when the officer shows up with the burnt car. And then what is the timeline in this movie? Like, how long does it take? Like, how many days? Like, what is going on? It's supposed to be three, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I think it would be like three days. Yeah, so so that those are my notes for the movie. I mean, that's all I had. Uh, my stream of consciousness. You missed like Kevin, an you hour in between your notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of doze off in between during some of them. No, uh, there's a lot of downtime too. When when Santa, you know, he the whole thing with the beard and he's got the beard off, and and they try to play that for hijinks. But 
Hogan, the Blake Thorne character is not likable one bit. Not at all. No. It, is he dumb? Like, he plays like a man child. You know, they should redo this movie, and instead of Blake Thorne, it should be like Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, can see like that. Yeah. Th- that's the character. He's a YouTuber. I mean, it would be so much better with that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Kevin, what were your notes? Because, you know, the educator didn't bring anything to the table. I have mine. What, what did you write? Just just go through your stream of consciousness real quick. I, I was going to say we could do that. And you two just stop me if you want to interject anything. Um, But if I'm going to do this. I need you two to fulfill your role here. OK. Hey, Hellions. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the gingerbread house show trick or treat stuff your stocking breakdown with Mr. Kevin. I've been good this year. I don't want to go to Hellions. Thank you. This hot tag was expected. (laughs) Although, although last week's show was expected until there was the other one. So, for those of you who don't know, and I'm curious why this is the first episode you listen to, but maybe it's the Santa with Muscles made you curious. I take notes while we watch wrestling matches, and then usually these two tag me in to read my notes for one of the matches. However, today, with our extensive notes on the other side and me taking six pages, I'm going to just roll with it. So these are my notes to refresh my memory as I was watching the movie. Refresh it for when we're doing this show. Santa with Muscles. This movie logo costs $2. Mr. F- <laughs> Educator already. Oh, baby. Educator already loving the Santa with muscles breakdown. <laughs> Mr. Frost, Ebner Frost, Ed Bagley Jr. Wants to take the orphanage away. Who dragged the tree away? Hogan in, in a cane? <laughs> camo? Hogan in camo. There it is. <laughs> Sneaking up on someone, never stopped to smell the roses. Full head of hair. I'm a big fan of Hogan with hair. Big fan. (laughs) Glorious. Food is left out to get cold. Uh, His chef, ninja, and chauffeur are all martial artists. Uh, Hogan takes all of them out. Weed whacker versus a plate. He's surrounded. Time. Blake's way. This was all an exercise for right guard Hulk Hogan. That was what I kept thinking every time he opened his mouth. It was like the right guard commercial. Anything less would be uncivilized. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blake's rules, paintball battle, Clint Howard as the sheriff. Do you guys know who Clint Howard is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cops chasing them, uh, shooting paintballs at the cop cars. They go to visit Santa. Help save the children's mission. Santa hasn't shown up to the mall. Does anyone drive on the right side of the road in this town? Educator, you should teach the entire town. Yes. How to drive. My services are needed. <laughs> Hogan bails out of the vehicle. The elves are all gambling. The blonde boss is cute, though. Yeah. What is it with you and bosses? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Something. Sasha Banks, uh, yeah. your wife at home, like you're mm-hmm. you're addicted to bosses. Uh, Elf is on the phone with Mr. Frost's uh, doctor. I thought it was doctor at the time. I didn't realize they were scientists yet. Frost is hanging a businessman upside down. Uh, a group of discredited scientists. We have Mr. Flint, Mr. Vile, and Miss Watt. Holy ish, this is bad. <laughs> Hulk grabs Santa... Santa suit to hide. That's him. He's hiding in the trash. Hit on the head. Falls down the trash chute. Knocked out. The elf steals his money. Oh, sorry. He's the richest man in ten states. What does that even mean? Yeah. Which ten states? Which ten states? <laughs> <laughs> like, we all know there's a lot of millionaires in North Dakota. I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, East Coast, like, that's an accomplishment. Where does you know, this take or, place? I thought this was, like, uh, Santa Barbara. Or something. It's definitely California, yeah. Yeah, it's California. It's gotta be. So, yeah, him being richest man in, say, California and, you know, uh, Oregon, Washington, Arizona. Like, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Elf takes the wallet. Hulk wakes up. He has amnesia. The elf tells Hulk he's Santa. 
Elf picks up the stunt double Hulk Hogan Santa with ease. Yeah, after he couldn't, he, he, he couldn't struggled to pull him. Yeah, couldn't pull him across the floor, uh, but could easily practically right on the shoulder like he's doing a bolt. Uh, Friggin' Lenny. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk starts being Santa. These kids are horrible. The elf can't use the ATM. Orphanage money is stolen. The kids scream for Santa. Santa Hulk beats them up and the kids go nuts. Oh, no, quote, watch out. He has a candy cane. I lost it for that one. No, it reminded me a lot of was uh, Jane, Silent Bob, and Mallrats beating up the Easter Bunny. Right, right. Well, why do you, where do you think they got the idea from? Uh, Mark Madden. Kevin Smith stealing ideas from Santa with muffles. Jeez. <laughs> Lots of adults are way too excited for fighting Santa. Right. Santa is drawn to the orphanage. All of the evil scientists are also at the orphanage. Evil scientists take a statue. Santa Hulk stops the ice cream truck with his bare hands before it hits Garrett Morris. Santa I'm pretty, is in... pretty sure that was Hercules Hernandez chain on the back of that on the back of that ice cream truck. <laughs> Santa is invited for dinner and meets everyone. Santa Hulk doesn't remember anything, but does know that cookies and milk aren't healthy. Is the elf turning face? <laughs> He's a tweener. Yeah, the slow turn of Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> he has a better transition through the movie yeah, than Blake Thorne. Yeah, He's actually. He's got a better story arc. Yeah. yeah. These are the leftover kids. I'm guessing the evil scientists close on the orphanage on Christmas. Um, there is still no mall Santa. It's Hulk left. Like, there's still no mall Santa there. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about the mall Santa. Yeah. How long uh, are your notes, Kevin? Because <laughs> right now we're about 12 minutes into the movie. I know. <laughs> your notes are longer than the movie. Jeez Louise. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in two days. <laughs> These are Blake's notes. <laughs> You know what? You know what I don't like about your notes, Kevin? You stop to smell the roses one too many times. Not, yeah. Not enough rules and too many rules. <laughs> Alright. Uh, good job covering up the magic when Hulk wakes up without his Santa costume. The, the little girl there. Confused. Uh, Elf getting rid of the Blake box before anyone sees it. Elf grabs Hulk glass to seal his thumbprint. I wouldn't adopt any of these kids either. Uh, Mila Kunis makes a jacked Santa outfit. Uh, who is the reporter and why does she look 10 years older than Mia? I thought it was someone else. I thought there was a different actress in here. Uh, he seems familiar. The it, He seems familiar logic for Blake. This is Oliver Queen Green Arrow logic when they both have the same stupid looking goatee and no one can figure out they're the same guy. Elf uses thumbprint, but oh no, it's the wrong hand. Elf is worn by Ed Bigley and the evil scientists. We now have red yoga pants, Hulk Hogan, Santa. Uh, the annoying kids sing. Hulk starts scatting Christmas songs. Uh, statue through the window. Hulk goes out to fight. Oh, we now have a steth stethoscope fight. And the scientists run away. Where's Taylor? Oh no, he went to Ed Bigley Jr.'s house. Hulk and the elf arrive. Hulk tosses the elf over the fence, and then Hulk leaps over. Hulk stops Taylor from using the dangerous slingshot. Sansa's rules are much like Blake's rules. Elf and Taylor leave. Hulk spies on them. I still don't know what the heck is under the orphanage here, making all of this fuss. They're now in the catacombs. Hulk finds the safe. BT. Oh, I bet that's him and his initials. Was Hulk in the orphanage? He does know the combination, huge door, smoke and rustling air shoot out. It's some sort of geode mine with natural caverns and crystals. The crystals can conduct electricity and also explode. Why does Hulk still think he's Santa? Elf shows Hulk his old clothes, which are for some reason in the catacombs. Maybe you don't want to know who you were. The evil scientists arrive and Hulk fights them. This is why this is why the educator does the breakdowns. You, <laughs> you want me to stop? I don't know if I can take any more, Kevin. This is how the movie was. It was, del it was delight. 
Uh, all the way up to the clock tower thing. A mechanical Santa waves with so much force it knocks Hulk off of the tower oh, and he best, lands in a garbage truck. Best part of the movie right there. Duke the Dumpster Drossy's garbage truck. Maybe that's how they explain how the giant fell off the, uh, the Kill Hall. Lewis Hall Arena. The Kobe Hall. <laughs> a garbage truck was driven by big enough for him. Yeah. It's at the same time. Hulk wakes up in his home, still dressed as Santa. Hulk calls the orphanage and Ed puts his scientists on the phone to intercept the call. At the orphanage, everyone is sad. The scientists use their powers and break into the orphanage. Is A. Bagley Jr. a germaphobe, and isn't he in real life? Everyone goes into the catacombs. The kids will mine the crystals. Ed reveals the elf is also a criminal. Oh no, they're going to blast the door. Hulk's employees try to cheer him up with fighting. Uh, the elf gets a call from Hulk. The scientist cuts him off. The evil sumo scientist is Beefcake. Hulk crushes the phone and gets his crew together. Elf is thrown out. Oh good, there's the sheriff again. I forgot all about him. And everyone still drives on the wrong side of the road. Having the police help with slave labor at the orphanage would have made a lot more sense than anything else in this movie. I don't understand. Continue with that. And then <laughs> but I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get through Kevin's notes first. I right. got through the... I thought the, it was hard getting through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to product. loop the music underneath this breakdown 55 times. <laughs> Blake's products create a slick in a cloud on the road. Roadblock, they're surrounded. They avoid the rocket, standard issue for the local police department, and it blows up the sheriff's car. Show up outside of the orphanage. Hulk takes out the bad guys, Looney Tunes Home Alone style. The electric scientist ha- attacks Hulk, and so does Sumo Cake. Uh, we have a racist crane kick into the pew. The elf comes out of hiding, dumps water on her, and short-circuits Ms. Watt. Hulk rescues the adults. Garrett Morris reveals Hulk grew up in the orphanage. Ed Bigley Jr. was there, too. Apparently, they were best friends, but forgot. Uh, One of the scientists hits on the orphanage mom, calls them all homeless little losers. There's lights strung up throughout the catacombs, which were sealed two minutes ago. Not quite sure where all the lights come from. Hulk confronts Ed Bigley Jr., the scientist opens the safe door and Ed runs and giggles like the Riddler. There's now a giant hole in the cavern. They're, quote, spending mommy and daddy's millions, but they're orphans. I'm not quite sure if they left them a lot of money, but still had to grow up in an orphanage. Uh, Ed grabs a giant crystal weapon and we have a giant crystal sword fight. Uh, this sword fight needs to be edited with Duel of the Fates from Star Wars. Hulk's sword goes down the hell of the hole. Orphanage mom goes after Ed Bigley Jr. They knock him down, knock his mask off. All the crystals are agitated and they're going to blow up. Hulk saves Ed. Everyone runs up through the church and outside. The orphanage implodes into a crystal cavern black hole. The sheriff shows up in his rocket damaged car. The news shows up and Christmas is ruined for everyone. Finally apprehended, he lives in a giant mansion. Everyone knew where this guy was. What do you mean finally apprehended? Uh, we're at the next day at the orphanage, the new orphanage, whatever, and there's a lot more kids running around than we saw throughout the movie previously. They like Where to do they find... all come from? Yeah, they like to spy on the scientists through a telescope while they're in jail. So what happens now? Do Hulk and the orphanage mom date? Did he adopt all of the kids? And where did these other kids come from? I'm just happy the guy got to ride a, his riding lawnmower to finish the scene. <laughs> and that has been... You're exhausting. <laughs> Kevin Hallian's Gingerbread House Show Breakdown. Yeah, it was a lot to take in, guys. Yeah, so... You're only getting squash matches on Saturday Night's Main Event, man. I don't know, like... <laughs> number one, if you didn't know, when would you think this movie is made? 80s all day. A- 80s for TV. Yeah, 80s for TV. Yeah, it was made in 1996. It's 90s. Oh, I know, yeah. Which is crazy to me, which was a banger years, by the way, Uh, 1996, a banger year for Christmas movies, because the number one Christmas movie that year was Jingle All the Way. So came out side by side with it. It's it's crazy to me that this movie, number one, got made. Uh, Number two, uh, I mean, it's I, I don't know what they were thinking, like as they were making it. Did they think this was going to be good? I to I mean, what? Did this actually come out in theaters or was this a straight to VHS? Uh, the film, it says, was released uh, for Select. two weeks in cinemas 
and it made two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Yeah, two hundred and twenty thousand. So a quarter of a million. Does it say what the budget was? Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. I think a lot of stuff for Hollywood, like I, I, I see comic stuff because I, I would like to write comics. So I look into that stuff. And a lot of times it's, hey, I need to do this, even though I know it's not going to be that good because it will gain me experience. I will mm-hmm. get better by doing this. I will make contacts and friends and all. So It's like a resume builder. Yeah. So Hollywood yeah. could have that too, you know? we got to get these movies out because we're all just trying to improve and be better for it, but we need to finish product at the end of it still. It wasn't an opportunity for Hogan. It was an opportunity for everybody to at least get some on-screen time and, you know. I, I can't find I can't find the budget for it, but it's funny you bring that up because do you know who uh, was one of the uh, producers for the movie? No. Uh, so one of the producers was Jordan Belfort, and that might name might not sound familiar, but he is uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. The, the character Leo Di, uh, Leo uh, DiCaprio is that's the main character, Jordan Belfort, in that movie. That's he, you know, hustled Crazy. all the money on the penny stocks. And, I mean, this could have been a way to I don't know a write off. Yeah, right. You know, like I mean, we we do our taxes like. You know, most normal people, anyone listening to this for most part too, but you, we all know the higher up you go financially, the more loopholes and screwy things and all that you, that you find to dump your money into. So you don't have to pay anything. And so you can write stuff off. Why not do something like this? Right. And just let go. Was there any performances in the movie you thought were interesting? Obviously Hogan is horrendous in this movie. He's, so I mean, it is so terrible. Um, I actually thought the main scientist was really good. Uh, not uh, Begley Jr., uh, but uh, he was all right. But I think it was... Uh, they had the stethoscope fight. Yeah, Dr. Kind Blight, like... right? Is that yeah. his name? Right. Uh, I thought Dr. Blight was... Uh, he was. He, I mean, he was really chewing up scenery. He he, he was awesome in it. Um, and uh, Mila Kunis is really good yeah, in Mila, it. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. obviously the one with the talent in that group of orphans. Well, Adam Wiley, uh, Taylor there, he was on a lot of stuff in the 90s. Like, you've heard of that guy, actors. He was a that kid. He yeah. used to be on tons He was of one stuff. of the kids on the step-by-step with Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers when they got when they got married and had their, you know, their kids, their families unite kind of deal. He was one of the kids in that show. I remember that. Yeah, like, I remember him from Picket Fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Love that show. Um, he's he's still working now and on mm-hmm. tons of stuff. But that that's the other thing. Like in a, for some of these people, like Ed Bigley Jr. I know was in things before. Garrett Morris was Saturday Night Live and all. You live in Hollywood. You live in L.A. You still have to pay your bills and all. And this movie's going to offer you like, an you know a month, two months pay. Take it. Yeah. Okay. It's it's one of those you're paying your dues. You're working your way up kind of deal. It's 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 an opportunity. It, it, you're not making bank. You're not retiring. It's you're making yourself better. Um, interesting note too. Uh, with uh, it seems like the people, like casting wise, um, Don Stark who plays Lenny would go on to work on that '70s show as well as Mila mm-hmm. Kunis. Um, you know, Don Stark would be. Um, one of the parents on the show for uh the holy the crap the redhead what are you okay kevin that didn't click until just now <laughs> yeah yeah so y- you wonder oh, too wow. you see how different casting and stuff where it's like oh this and i thought he he was okay as lenny i mean um you know and he's been on the sopranos most recently and stuff like that so uh and, and shameless and different things like right. that right so I, I thought he was fine in the role. I thought the acting was Hogan is so bad though. I mean, it's he really horrendous. Is. Absolutely horrendous. What do you think of Beefcake though? Oh, God, that was funny though. Was he Asian? I mean, was he supposed to be Asian? He, he, I, he had to be a stereotypical Asian yeah. guy. The the oh. poor man's female Raiden, you know, trying to be a little eye candy, I guess for for the oh, viewers. I don't though. know. 
But there wasn't any in the movie either. Like no. I thought Hulk and the the orphanage mom were gonna like end up having a thing together, some or kind of thing, or something. and nothing at all. You know. Yeah, the the Blake Thorne character really doesn't have any sort of growth, in my opinion. Like his his story arc isn't as good, obviously, as Lenny's, which we which we said, but. It's just such a fascinating little take in movie, in my opinion. Like, I know it takes a while to to get through it, and it is tough. I had to. I had the same thing as you guys did when I first watched it. That first twenty minutes is exhausting it because is. there's not a likable person in the movie. I mean, you your main characters are Blake Thorne, who is paintballing, right? And he's a spoiled rich guy, sure. But then he's shooting paintballs like at the police and stuff. Like it made, no, made sense. no sense. Why are you being an ass when you come into town? Right. And you're going to tuck and roll and dive out of your Jeep and just, you know, your buddy that's with you. Oh, just take over. No when to be. No when to bail, right? Or, so he's one of the main characters. And the most likable character is the sheriff, Clint Howard. And then we get introduced to Lenny, who is, owes money to, <laughs> like, no. And the thing too is he owes money, right? How much money do you think he owes? Certainly enough. Certainly enough for that fifty dollar bill to find a random Santa. He 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 gets a fifty dollar bill and he's just like, Oh, I'm rich now, baby. (laughs) Like Mm. like, and then he finds, you know, when he takes Blake's uh um his wallet and he's only got like four hundred dollars in there, he's like, Oh, my debt's gone. Like, that's not a lot of money in my opinion. Like if you're into the mob Well, nineteen ninety six dollars. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's just I don't that's, know. This that's, movie... buying a, that's buying a Nintendo sixty four right there, and may, and maybe pilot wings. You think? Yeah, you got to get pilot wings in there. Uh, you <laughs> well, think I mean, that does does Lenny there even have a place to live? Because he didn't he didn't have amnesia, but he just stays there the whole time and hangs out. He's got his debt and all. He's, he's taking rolls. He's put rolls in his pocket for later. Yeah, like clearly he's got plenty of issues there. Maybe he's homeless. Maybe. Maybe now, if if either if any of the three of us were raised in an orphanage, I don't think I would forget it, and maybe do a little something like Hulk has. I, I know he has amnesia and he's Santa, but even as Blake, he could have given that orphanage plenty of money. What was the right? reasoning behind him not remembering? Did they even give a reason? That Santa thing hit him on the head when he went through the shoe. No, no, I know the Santa thing, but him not remembering that he was in the orphanage. He still did. He know he was Blake at the time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there was no did. good reason yeah. given. Um, I mean, we could hole. we could go dark and say that something awful happened. and He blocked it from his memory. I mean, yeah. But then that, you know we got feel bad for the other kids there. It's that <laughs> right, shady right. Garrett Morris. And apparently he knew about the crystals, the gems, the whatever the heck there, which act as they do. They conduct electricity and explode, and you can have sword fights with them, just like they appear in nature. That makes sense. Yeah, who I don't even I don't know, like how you would even do. I don't know that mo- the movie's ridiculous. All right. How I like the arguments always is die hard. A Christmas movie is gremlins. A Christmas movie other than Hulk dresses up as Santa. This isn't really a Christmas movie. This is an amnesia story. Like you were saying, you could pop this out and do it Halloween real quick. And not just imagine. OK, let me let me just pitch this. OK. It's called Dracula with muscles. Blake Thorne dresses up like Dracula and goes to a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. But he hits his head and gets amnesia, and now he thinks he's Dracula, which would make a hell of a lot more sense. Than him. Really and then you have, have the zany anything. scientist characters mm-hmm. who are just people in costumes dressed up, but he thinks they're real, and it's all a figment of his yeah. imagination. Yeah. It's like a could sequel quest one, episode. Right still here. have to save the orphanage. You could still do everything in it. Like he dresses as Santa and that is the only Christmas thing he could dress as Spider-Man as Dracula as you know, anything else. And the movie would work just the same. It is a movie that takes place at Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Cause you are very anti diehard as a Christmas movie. And you're also very anti Christmas vacation. Christmas as a good vacation movie. as a Christmas movie. too. <laughs> That's a good movie. You disgust me, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you, sir, can see yourself me. to the door. I yes. said good day, sir. So did either of you guys show your families this movie? Did, did you guys have anyone watch it with you, or did you guys rock it solo? 
my eight-year-old started it with me for the, the, the first my first day when I got through the first 20 minutes to the first break, and I decided not to subject her to the rest of it. Once I got this done, we sat down and we did some Home Alone action. So Was she into the movie? Home Alone or the Santa with Moss? Yeah, no, the first like 20 minutes? No. Yeah, Love Declan, Home Alone, though. <laughs> yeah, Declan didn't really care the first 20 minutes. When I was just watching the rest, he kept looking over it various points he's like oh okay and then doing his own thing but he didn't really care it's it's like your wife walks into the room while you're watching something all right that's what you're watching then just keeps going with their day does their own thing yeah yeah so a couple more things about santa with muscles obviously the reception for santa with muscles has been negative throughout the entire really thing. yeah who would have thought no you don't say it's listed as uh you know it's on a lot of worst movies list um, it's listed as the number three worst holiday film of all time behind uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and the Star Wars Holiday Special. So, congrats. Okay, I, I will also point out I have still, to this day, not been able to sit through the entirety of Star Wars Holiday Special. Same so. here, same here. Have you watched the the updated one? The Lego one? I haven't seen it yet. It's on my, my Christmas plans. Well, you know, you only got one day here, so. Not true, Today's the 24th. I'm gonna have to turn off Christmas story for a little bit. Yeah, yeah keep, seriously, man. Kayfabe, kayfabe. Um, do you watch It's a Wonderful Life every year, Kevin? No, just curious. No, it's too long for every year. Same, same with me. Like, I got a lot of those movies. I'd say it's, it's only like, like two hours long. I don't know why everyone thinks it's so long. I bet you if you turned Santa with muscles on, oh, and then you turned okay, so rank these three. Let me go, educator. I'm gonna rank these three. Which one is longer? Okay, okay, okay. Santa with muscles. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life. Kevin reading Santa with Muscles notes. What is the, the longest notes, one of those? The notes all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day, baby. Yeah, so that's how it goes. I, I apologize. I'm sorry I'm known for going long. Yeah, um, this is funny. This is just a great quote uh, in a Golden Globe nominee. Mila Kunis, who made her film debut in this movie, was asked about the film in uh, a interview with GQ magazine in 2011, she said, I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought he was a huge man. <laughs> so that didn't age well. Did not age well. So uh, anything you guys want to add to this movie? I mean, I really don't know what to say about it. It's Santa with muscles. It's terrible. Um, it's hey, just, it's... I mean, think about this. We didn't even talk about the zaniness of the scientists of the, 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 the fart gas and the electrocution and the one scientist. I don't know what the other one does. He's just there. We have like the safe cracker dude. Oh, well, cause one was the stink. And then I, I thought he was supposed to be like bugs or something like that. The safe cracker one, yeah, like whatever know. they said, it was his original thing. And what he ended up doing were not the one same of them was thing. a geologist, but he was wearing like a safari hat, which did not. Yeah, make sense. it didn't make sense at all. Like he was ready to go through the jungle. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Flint. Yeah. So he was a geologist. Right. Kevin checks notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I took these extensive notes here so I can refer back to these things. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't uh yeah, I'm surprised the Hawk and the uh the orphan lady didn't get it on. Uh, all I know is, you know, Hogan always looking out for his best bud, beefcake getting a payday <laughs> for taking a bump or two in the show. Hey. Was you that your what? favorite part of the movie is when Beefcake came on? Beefcake taking a bump, man. Absolutely. Did you realize it at first when it was that it was Beefcake? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did I just, I, I texted you guys. I'm like, did I just see Beefcake take a bump? <laughs> and you're like, I, I, see, it, I save thought, it for the show. Save it for the show. When you said, did I see Beefcake take a bump? I thought we were watching Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Now, fantasy casting here. Fantasy booking. Lenny. Played by Hulk Hogan's other friend, Brian Knobs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that would have been great, actually. Now that you think about it. What about Clayton? Garrett Morris. Let's replace him with uh, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Come on, baby. Oh, my God. Come on, baby. That's not the Hulk. That's Blake, baby. He used to live here. <laughs> okay. So who would be orphanage mom then in this scenario? Miss Elizabeth? Yeah. Sherry? Yeah, and then the evil guy is is savage. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Heenan. 
sending his goons after Hogan constantly. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. I mean, this is basically the storyline of wrestling, is the Heenan sure. family's attacking it's the Orbergers. family. Yeah. Yep. Then, yeah. Mr. Flint, Mr. Giant, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Mr. One-Man Gang. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Mr. Gang? Mr. Gang. Mr. Mr. Gang was Call me one. Mr. Gang was my father's name. <laughs> um, anything you guys want to add about this movie? Um, it's, it's Christmas. I, I, we got a lot to do. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of keep this nice and short for everyone, but give everyone a little Christmas treat here. So anything you guys want to add about the movie or about anything else? I got nothing, man. I got presents to go wrap. <laughs> I, I have presents to unwrap. Oh, geez, Kevin. Oh, you know what, though? I hope you do wrap those presents well, and they look like the total package of presents. <laughs> Educator just shaking his head. Um, yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for us here at the Gingerbread House Show. Hopefully uh, you got a little enjoyment out of this, you know, this quick little uh, soundbite of Santa with muscles. Uh, sorry, Kevin's notes were so, so long, but but we'll power it through it. Uh, educator, anything you want to say out there? Of course, next week is our blooper episode before we get into Saturday night's main event. So, uh, Educator, what do you want to say to everyone? Everybody, please have a safe and happy holiday. Uh, looking forward to hitting the reset button and starting on a whole new year here. Uh, be safe. Uh, have a wonderful holiday. We'll see you. Yeah, same thing here, guys. Uh, thanks for inviting us into your house, especially in this inside this gingerbread house. It is great. Um, hopefully everyone is getting exactly what they want for Christmas and, and any holiday that you, you know, you celebrate and hopefully it's not a material thing, but you're, you're just, um, surrounded by your family. Not, you know, not all your family. We don't want to, let's stop the spread here. Let's keep it, uh, let's, let's beat that virus. So, uh, beat that Cyrus, the virus, but, uh, Kevin, why don't you take us to the gingerbread house home? or whatever all right thank you to my co-host here for another great episode thank you to retro network for hosting us and hopefully continuing to host us despite my revelation of this episode we usually say thank you wwe network for content but i'm gonna say thank you to tubi for the content this week thank you richard reader and jason gross for our logo you can follow us across the internet at trn house show you can follow matt at me Matty treats you can follow me at mass library masslibrary.com is the home blog check the show links we got the patron we got a merchandise store we got all sorts of fun stuff if you enjoyed our christmas breakdown our friends over at odds they gave a shout out to us this week they're going to do their own christmas breakdown it does not fit into the retro time frame but they're going to do santa's sleigh they'll be up later today and if you guys enjoyed my notes as much as these two did don't worry i'm gonna print off some nice prints for them laminate them put them up on etsy and you can order them for your loved ones next christmas yeah that would make a great gift <laughs> you know what else would make a great gift Kevin? me there it is baby i feel like i know it was free on two by but i feel like they should have paid us to watch this movie <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.